Hey, it's us, the Alchemist <laughs> Info Podcast. <laughs> I didn't know you were actually going to do it. I'm Doing so glad it. you did. Oh, <laughs> hi, it is us, and we disturbed my dogs. Welcome oh, to the Alchemist Inkwell podcast. <laughs> when we hopped on, that's what Krista said. Hey, it's us. Like, we were like, oh, that's our new intro. Hey, it's us, the Alchemist Inkwell podcast. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> this is your spiritual podcast for grounded people. And mm-hmm. are you really grounded if you can't crack a joke? I don't know. Right? No, you're not. It's just not a thing. Oh, oh my goodness. How are you? Oh, let's start you there. know, I'm, I'm in pre-relaxation mode. Uh, the energy mm-hmm. of the Ireland trip that we're going on this week already feels spectacular. The energy of the people that are going to be on this trip yeah. already feels spectacular. I'm so, so excited. excited. I love that we get to be around amazing people in amazing places. It's one of my deepest gratitudes in life. Me too. Yeah. I How wish I was in ra- relaxation <laughs> Um, I probably won't even be in relaxation mode throughout the entirety of Ireland. Um, but that is okay. I have about 75 different things going on that all require a lot of attention and don't mm -hmm. get to stop requiring attention for about another two weeks. So, um, yeah, that's, that's that I'm not in a relaxation mode. I will be relaxed for sure. It definitely will take some of the pressure off to travel and I'm so excited to travel. And this group is so lovely and so fun already. Um, it's going to be amazing. And we're going to go talk to fairies and do all sorts of magic and write. And everyone's going to come back transformed as an author and just as a person. And it's going to be spiritual and wonderful. And I'm so stoked for all of that. So don't get me wrong. I'm like really excited. I just have about 75 to 80 things on my list that I need to do before we leave tomorrow. So yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm sitting. <laughs> yeah. I expected Venus retrograde to be more of like a slowing down, reassessing. And it's been more of like a prepare everything. And the weird thing is it's more like it's less reassessing, more like nesting for this uh-huh. new creative thing you're doing, you know, or for this new uh-huh. thing that's coming. Um, and that's, again, it's only the first half of Venus retrograde that we're in right now. Her Kazemi happens on the 13th. So that's completes the first half. That marks the mm-hmm. halfway point. And then we go into the second half. So the groundwork we are doing now will hopefully um, be addressed and I hesitate to say solidified in the second half of a retrograde, but it will be something that we can work with or hopefully sets us up for better success or more grace. I was going to say, instead half. of solidified, I feel like I'm going to use the term, it's going to set like the yeah. way that like jello sets, yep. you know, like the way that like resin sets, like yep. it's going to set and it's not mm-hmm. going to like fully solidify. You're not like ready to like smack it against a wall, but it's like, yeah, it's set. It's, you're not going to worry about your flowers floating to a wrong place. Cause now it's kind of in that yeah. zone. Like that's how it, that's how I'm viewing it anyway. When I channel into it, I'm like, okay, so everything's been like mixing up and we're in the mixing bowl right now and putting all these things in place. And we're making this big decision. And then we're going to have to settle in on it and all these different things. And then it's going to kind of like firm in mm-hmm. and then after venus retrograde it's like this is actually a thing now now it's like hard now you can now stand you on can the you can eat the jello jello or <laughs> eat the resin yeah. yeah exactly you don't eat the resin don't eat resin Did don't I say eat, eat resin, the resin? <laughs> I, I literally told myself not to say eat the resin just say eat the jello and my mouth was like do it all so that's what happened <laughs> sorry guys don't eat resin don't, don't stare at the resin. sun during an eclipse don't eat resin <laughs> Don't eat grass. Don't eat grass. Um, awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool, this, we're getting on this episode um, and there's a couple of different things we want to talk about. I think we should talk about Venus Kazemi probably first though, yeah. because that is the halfway point. We're talking about it a little bit advanced. You're probably listening to this and like, 
okay, but isn't that like a week and a half from now? Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> We're going to be in Ireland. And we wanted to make sure that we told you about it so you could make the best use of this really cool energy event. We have already scheduled and planned to do that because it's <laughs> that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to make sure to let you know. Also, we are doing a replay, replay episode for next week's episode. We picked something that has a lot of levity and a lot of fun. And it's something that we really recommend everyone listen to again. So you can use different elements of it. That was why we chose this episode for replay so that you can actually listen to it again and just like get re-reminded a lot of the stuff about that we talk about it with our guest um, and kind of incorporate it into this Venus retrograde time when things are weird. Things mm-hmm. are so weird. I had someone comment today. I did a video a while back where I was like, things are about to get really weird this summer. It does not slow down. It just gets weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. And someone went back to that video that I posted like, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks ago and was like, and then there were aliens, period. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were aliens right before the full moon in Aquarius. You can't make mm-hmm. this stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. I was that's like, awesome. yeah, that's what we're doing. This mm-hmm. is life. <laughs> But anyway, talk about the Venus Kazemi. Obviously, like oh, you know more about the logistics of the energy there. So yeah, let's so go for it. Venus Kazemi, uh, Kazemi actually means in the heart. So Kazemi is in the heart of the sun. And when a planet is Kazemi, they're just exactly conjunct the sun. Uh, the medieval astrologers and the Hellenistic astrologers debated on what exactly that means. Is it just a degree or do you have to get super picky with it and say it has to be within 15 minutes of a degree? Either way, it's happening on August 13th. It will be exact around 7.15 a.m. Uh, East East Coast time. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really cool. And again, I'm going to be using the uh, the election around this one to launch the Modern School of Ancient Wisdom. And the, the, the Patreon, which I'm considering more the Modern School of Ancient Wisdom Student Forum, Uh, Oh, I love that. Yeah. I really want it to be more of like a Socrates talking to students and sharing wisdom and gaining, you know, insight, having all of it with each other, like a a big Mm -hmm. circle kind of situation. There's Mm going to be a a ancient or traditional text book club. It's not always going to be astrology. Sometimes it'll be like herbs or crystals, or we'll just learn where stuff came from in a lot of the root stuff with folk magic, spiritual, uh, intuitive abilities, and of course, astrology, because mm-hmm. it is my love language. Um, but the first course, which by the way, everybody, M was so kind to contribute a guest lecture to. So you'll get extra uh, bonus amazingness with that is the complete modern magic lifestyle. So it's basically like if you want to live every day as though magic is real and you can use it, which is true, but you need help learning how to make it feel that way. This course helps you with that. There is folk magic involved. There is psychic mediumship and intuitive skills involved. There's uh, astrology involved. All of those things, one course and it should get you on your way and to your next step if that's what you're looking for. So if you're like me and you're on the East Coast, what you want to do is make sure that anything you decide to do for this day is happening at sunrise. That's why this is so easy, because we are looking at the sun and domicile in Leo exactly conjunct Venus, making Venus not as uh, crazy in her retrograde. When the planet is in the heart of the sun, they are actually almost honing their skill. The sun is shining with them and combining with them. And it's like they they kind of go into avatar state. 
mm-hmm. is one of the ways to think about it. And so we've got Venus who's been burned up, invisible, backwards, like all of these things. And now she's just having this moment of being able to breathe again before finishing the journey. So we have this amazing, it's good for art. It's good for your confidence. It's good for, again, it's happening in my 10th house. So it's good for like visibility. <clears throat> and it's also good for relationships and and just making win-win situations out of things and making sure you include yourself in that negotiation. So mm-hmm. it's on a Sunday <clears throat> with the sun in mm-hmm. Leo. And if you do it at sunrise, so making sure it's around sunrise when the sun is on the ascendant, It'll mm-hmm. be perfect because you should do uh, with that planet on the ascendant and at sunrise will also ensure sun hour. It's just spectacular. And the moon will even be in her domicile, even though she's waning in light at that time, she is in her domicile and this is an election. It's not a talisman. So it's not as um, I don't feel as picky about that one because it's just a, this is a good time to do something situation. It's not an insoling an actual crystal or something with the energies mm-hmm. of it which then you have to take with you. Like you got to be careful about what you sign up for on that one. And uh, yeah, so it's really gorgeous. I'm going to be using it for that. I know, Em, you're launching something or doing something with it that day as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you want to talk a little bit about how you're applying it? I mean, I can, it's already all like, I'm not, it's not something I'm working on advertising, but first of all, before I do that, Mm -hmm. I do just want to say Krista's school is going to be awesome. (laughs) And they just blew right past how awesome it is. Like it was super (laughs) casual and I'm not going to let it be that casual. Krista's school is going to be fantastic. You should (laughs) absolutely check it out. Um, They've been working really, really hard on it and it's neat. Like it's going to be some really cool like ancient, ancient magic stuff to apply to now, which I don't know any other person uh, that I've ever met that has as much ancient wisdom knowledge than you do. So um, I, of course, channel ancient people, but that is very different. You have read all of the books, you have done (laughs) all of the work. And I just want to highlight that because you deserve it. So we're going to, we're going to put that there and actually like honor (laughs) that for a second. Um, It's going to be amazing. So there's that. Um, I'm launching, a, a, well, I'm like getting going on a, a mentorship basically. So mm-hmm. is the mentorship that some of you may have gotten email notifications about. Um, I actually launched it like t- for sale, like um, two weeks ago. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. It was a bit, um, it filled up really fast, but it's going to be really exciting. Um, it's, I'm calling it psychic foundations, intuitive basics for everyday living. So basically just, really diving into people's psychic abilities and getting everyone really actually going and confident with those abilities that is in the group. The group is at this point full. So sorry, I don't want to advertise it. Um, but I am using it to actually launch that so that the whole group is launched in this energy of this sun thing. That being said, I just want to say, I do have a couple courses coming out myself in the next month or two that I am doing. One is about creating your own personal cipher for the universe. It's called decoding the universe. And I'm really excited about it. Um, so it's basically a symbology sort of course, but your personal symbology, um, and figuring that out, that one's gonna be super fun. Um, and then I'm potentially going to be working towards doing some more like mentorship stuff in the future. So I'm not hundred percent sure there, but that's how I'm using the election. I'm also using the election, um, to basically sign closing documents on a house. So there's that too. So yeah. honestly, <laughs> it's not going to be exactly at that moment, but it's within 72 hours of that moment. So mm-hmm. we're counting it. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect Uh, mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah so that's what I'm doing with it I will just say any creative or large endeavor that you want to do that's what what I recommend doing on the selection Mm -hmm. even if it's just a small 
thing. Even if you just wake up and you're thinking about your manifestation during the sunrise, rock on. Like <laughs> that's good. Um, it's just that level of energy or writing down your present tense statement with a deadline, your manifestation statement at sunrise there, or even putting mm-hmm. it out underneath your window when the sunrise is happening or something like that, where you're just taking that energy and applying it to a new creative next version of you direction. Yeah. That's what the energy looks really beneficial for. Or even just doing sunrise yoga and yeah. getting more in tune with your body and how beautiful it is mm-hmm. and all those things. One thing I will note is that uh, at the moment of that rising, we will mm-hmm. have Uranus more or less culminating. So directly above in the sky, which means they are square. So Uranus is going to be um, exactly square the sun a few days after this. So the sun is applying to square Uranus by two degrees. Venus is moving away from that. She's already had the drama. She's over it. She'll come back for one last thing to say after she's done retrograde. But just knowing that whatever decision you're making, it might change the direction that you've been going for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is a great time for a fresh start kind of feeling. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's the, the one thing that I would say just as Uranus, I don't consider some astrologers will say that the outer planets are malefic by nature simply because they're typically invisible to our naked eye. So if Mm -hmm. if we can't see them, they can't see us. I view them as sort of the um, primordial gods, essentially. Mm -hmm. So they're sort of energy. Yeah. They're forces of nature. Uh, So they are maintaining nature and natural order and balance and things. And we have to go along with that. So it's more Mm -hmm. circumstance than it is like personal growth and personal uh, interference as the more personal planets might be involved with. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind (laughs) that we are in a changing world and Mm -hmm. this is you kind of laying laying out the identity that you have in that new world in a sense. Um, That may happen naturally without you even knowing it. You may not even recognize it until years later. And it might be that you remember it happened this day or that it started now, or it might just be a little whisper that sets you on your course. Whatever it is, you won't miss it. But if you wanted to use it on purpose, it's there for you around, like I said, make sure it's around sunrise, wherever Mm -hmm. you are, uh, especially in the continental US, it works because I was able to adjust it for M as well. So we know that it still works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do just also want to say with the changing world, that is also the like spiritual stuff elevating. And it's the Mm -hmm. easiest way to say it. Some people say it's the vibration elevating, which I've talked about that extensively, but really, you know, the idea of a veil and how it thins, mm-hmm. it's like permanently getting moth-eaten. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> like the veil, ooh, sorry, my microphone just fell over. <laughs> I don't know why that you happened. Got saying? it, guys. I know. I was just like, who did that? Like, I didn't even touch it. So that was somebody. It was my up here fairies. Anyway, um, who are adorable, by the way. I've seen them. They're so cute. I don't know if they like me calling them cute, but I'm calling them cute because I love you. Um, <laughs> my upstairs fairies who have been invited to come to the new house with us they'll be around um anyway and there'll be more plants and that will make them very happy <laughs> um but yeah the, the it's basically a moth-eaten cloth i'm taking that mm-hmm. microphone falling over as validation it was very <laughs> weird um so the spiritual energy is genuinely increasing and that's part of the reason things are feeling more and more different by the day Mm -hmm. like the concept of how comfortable humanity was for the last basically 2000 years is gone even though humanity's not been comfortable it's been miserable in a lot of ways but that comfort that predictability that like this is what we do every day is good 
poof, (laughs) it's going away. Um, And a lot of that is a spiritual shift as well. So Mm -hmm. that is important where you insert like, or assert like, hey, this is what I'm actually wanting. This is who I'm actually going to be. This is what I want to do. Don't put pressure on yourself, but that's what we're doing with this election just naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, I do also just want to say, that makes me even more excited to have you guys come on these trips with us. So you may or may not have seen, but we officially launched our Italy trip. It's Mm -hmm. already confirmed, which means we already have like a good group of people going, um, which is amazing, but we would love for you to come with us. And we wanted to just talk about what we're going to be doing and talk about like a lot of the spiritual stuff we're going to be doing. I obviously just basically did this trip in March and I'm like, could talk on it forever um, because I am so passionate about it, getting to share these things that I got to channel in on with all of you and introduce you to spirits and beings that I met and like these kinds of things, like it's going to be so fucking cool. I mean, um, I'm I'm a little bit biased uh, because this will be this will be the second birthday in my life that I will spend in Italy, which is really weird. weird. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check the cycles on this. My 16th birthday, we did a family trip to Italy, um, and now it'll be my 34th that I will be spending in Italy. And if you want to be there with me, I would not be mad. Um, right. We will even be doing like a food tour that day. So anybody else who's having a birthday in May that would like to do a food tour in Italy over their birthday, we can all celebrate together. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. So we're better. doing, it's so fun because when we get plan these trips, we get night, basically when we plan these trips, we get the, we get to pick kind of like a prepackaged itinerary from our, our travel company whose name's Trova Trip, who we love, by the way, they're fantastic. So they're so good. Yeah. Um, also, I do just want to say we have about one activity a day and then the rest is sort of free time. Mm-hmm. There might be free time stuff that we do. Like I know that I'm going to go do a couple different things and I'll be like, if you want to come with me, go with, have come with me. Um, I'm probably going to figure out a way to go see Nero's Golden House again because I love yeah. it and like things like that. Um, but besides the point, also, they just found Nero's theater. It's right near yeah. the uh, Vatican and I am obsessed and yep. so excited and i just want to go and have la Custa point things out to me so if you want to come i'm walk around with me <laughs> i'm going to be channeling Pacino at Pacino's house in florence so anybody mm-hmm. who wants to come with that Pacino's yeah. amazing yeah so it's going to be really cool because you the fun thing and i don't mean to like toot our horns in there but you get us there and both of us have such intense love roots in Italy mm-hmm. that, you know, I will have literally the custom being like, oh, that's this thingy. And we're over here and doing this. And I used to live over there or whatever. And I can actually share that with you. And Krista can share like what the astrologers is like, it's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we get, we get this itinerary and then we get to kind of customize it if we want to with some limitations, but then we get to add in our workshops and like what we're doing. So even within this structure that we're given. So for this example, you know, um, when we're spending our time, so basically we're doing Rome, Florence, some time in Tuscany and some time in Ostia Antica, which is all in that same like Lazio region of, of Italy. Um, but in Rome, we do the classic kind of tourist things for the most part. You know, we're going to go see the Colosseum and we're going to see the Forum. Um, and then we're also going to do like the Vatican Museums and St. Peter's Basilica and those types of things. Um, and then, you know, we do Ostia and stuff like that, but we're doing it so differently. Like if you want to go and actually channel in, like, what energy do you feel in the Coliseum right now? How does that feel to you? To me, it's always really, really loud. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, not, it's just uncomfortable. Um, but you know, but then also like the Roman forum, like let's go there and then contrast to that. We're going to go to Ostia 
basically the the next day or the day after or something like that. And that is so much more preserved than the forum. Like the forum gets tons of credit. Ostia is way more preserved and there's way more energy because it's so quiet there that the energy is around. And so then it's like, how did you feel differently? Like what information did you get while in the forum versus what information you get when we're in Ostia walking around this ancient port city and talking to all of the energies there and how comfortable and peaceful it is and all this beautiful artwork. And it's just really cool that we get to do that. And then we'll like, go to the Vatican. And instead of just being like, look at the pretty art, we're going to like channel the objects in there and be like, where were you stolen from? What do you have to say? What is the energy of this? And that is, it's just a really unique, cool experience to get to do. So we would love for you to come. Like I said, there's still some spots available if you want to sign up. Um, yeah. And then when we go to Florence, which is so neat, so medieval and so incredible, obviously we're going to talk to like astrologers and energy of beings that lived there, but also, um, Florence in general, there's so many, like, I hesitate to call them servants, but really like so many left, like leftover ghost servants of like guards from different ages and all these different things. And like, as we walk through, it's the most immersive, one of the most immersive places I've ever been, because it looks the same way it looked a thousand years ago. It looks the same still. And so you getting to channel, like, if you really want to crash course and how to channel things, it's the best place to be because it looks the same. And so you'll really, it's like how method actors method act. It's like the same Mm -hmm. sort of vibe there. Yeah. Yeah. You can learn things there that you will be able to keep the feeling of when you go back home. That's our whole thing. We Mm -hmm. love traveling. We love being able to get into the culture and understand their folklore. So there will be a a recommended reading list of different folklore or fiction books Mm -hmm. that are from that era from that culture from you know so we can mm-hmm. respect it and understand it as deeply as possible as we go and experience it and that's another big deal for us is just making sure that as we are becoming such a global community we are honoring what makes each part of it so amazing and magical mm-hmm. exactly all that is to say we're really excited yeah. and we wanted to just talk about it on here because we know that some of you are really excited as well also just like some logistics it's next may um like i think fourth the fourth 10th through the 10th. Yeah. I was just gonna say fourth through 10th or fourth through 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is next May. So you have a little bit of time. We have payment plans available, mm-hmm. um, like multiple different types of payment plans. There's like a three month, a six month, an 18 month. Like there's a bunch of different payment plans, um, that are available for you. Additionally, the more people that sign up, the less money it costs for everybody. So the more people that sign up, the more your actual whole trip price will go down very significantly. Like if we mm-hmm. fill the trip, which is I think 23, two spots I think yeah um if we which is not very big like there's that's a perfect group size we traveled in in Greece with 24 it was also really lovely so it's not like it's huge um but if we fill all that it's like a thousand dollars even cheaper for everybody Mm -hmm. that goes so realistically when you sign up know that like the price is probably not the price it's going to keep going down um and yeah all of that is available and you can go to either of our bios and click the link and there will be the trip and you can go over the entire itinerary and everything that we're doing Um, And again, we love traveling with this company. It's equal parts leisure, equal parts channeling. You have your own space for adventure and your own space to just chill. Um, Yeah. And if, if you're someone who wants to go to go to Italy, but doesn't necessarily have someone to travel with or something like that, this is a really amazing way to travel with friends. You will very much have forever, even Mm -hmm. if you don't know them yet. Yeah. The group Um, chat for Greece is still going strong and I love it. Yeah. yeah. We're in there like every day still talking to our, our Greece <laughs> friends. Hello. We know you listen. We love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a lot of them are already coming with us 
um, to Italy yeah. too, because that's, it's that cool of an experience. Anyway, not to say this is a whole advertisement. We were just so excited to talk about it and like what we're going to channel and what we're going to do. And the last time we were in Italy, you know, like I did that YouTube video about how I found the magic door. So if we want to, we can just walk over our hotels really close to it. We can just walk to the magic door and go check mm-hmm. that out. So you can see what I was talking about. Or um, like I mentioned, there's different excursion sort of stuff that we can kind of also do in these different places um, on our own, which is going to be neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, anyway, so there's that, that we just wanted to make sure we talked about since we launched it. I think we like soft launched it on last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. And now this is like a, it's yay. there, <laughs> <laughs> especially because we're traveling tomorrow. Like you guys, when you hear this, we'll already be in Ireland, but for us, we're traveling tomorrow. And, um, so it's an extra exciting piece, um, in that sort of space. Yeah. Uh, also it's a bookend. Shall it's we bookend, bookend it? Yes. So M, what have you been reading this month? I read, I want to make sure I get the author's names right. So hold on. I have the same I'm thing. I'm going to pull it up. Um, I read A Marvelous Light by um, Freya Marsk. It was really good. It is a series. Um, I thought it was a standalone, but I guess it's a trilogy. So that's kind of unfortunate for me because I like, I like standalones. That being said, I don't feel the press to read the rest of the books. Like I could, and it'd probably be really good or I could not, and I'd be fine kind of Mm -hmm. feels. Um, It is a magical murder mystery in the year 1900 in London. Um, And it's gay and it's amazing. The romance is really, really cute. Um, It's, it's cool. Uh, There's someone who has foresight. So basically a psychic. Um, I liked it. I would say it's probably a four star read for me. I don't think it's like a five star. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with it. Read. Mostly because though I really liked the characters, I do think it like dragged in a couple pieces or a couple parts of it. And I do think there was like an unnecessary amount of time spent on the um, like some spicy scenes, I guess. Like mm-hmm. some of them I was like, we don't need one right here. Like let's let the action keep going, you know, yep. kind of feeling. And I know that's a matter of preference, which is why I'm like, yeah, it's four star. Some people probably are like more, but um, I'm not. I wanted, I really was invested in the story. And every time, not every time, some of the, some of the spicy scenes, I was like, perfect timing. Like, this is great. This is exactly what this book needed right now. And some of them I was like, can we not? <laughs> can we, like, something cool just happened. Like, why are we circling back to this? Um, but anyway, it was cool. I really liked the characters. They were very well, well developed. And it was really written really well. Um, and like I said, magical murder mystery that's fun mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then i read a book of poetry called lord of the butterflies by andrea gibson i cannot recommend it enough you will sob it's about speak. it's a tiny tiny little book of poetry it is so absolutely amazing i've read a good amount of poetry i'm not like super passionate about poetry but especially when the poetry um modern poetry i really get into i'm gonna just put it that way like modern poetry that is very much a story that really is immersive. Um, I, I really like that. And I hadn't read a book of poetry in a while. I saw this recommended on TikTok and I was like, sure, I'll get it. Um, it is, you will laugh, you will cry. It is queer joy in a book. Every line stabs you. It's beautiful. I can't recommend. I'm bringing it to Ireland to read again on the plane. That's how good it is. Nice. Um, it's really good. <laughs> so there's that. And then I am almost done reading Divine Rivals which is um, a fantasy war 
book i will say it is it is kind of it's a romance but in a like very so far in a very like lovey way not so much in like a spicy way or anything like that the author you can tell did a lot of research on world war one um like a lot of research on world war one but made it a fantasy war and it's basically two war correspondents so two journalists Mm -hmm. that kind of are are circling each other in really cool unique ways there's love letters it's really cool it's it's a really cool incredibly well-written book so far so we'll see how it goes I'm almost done like I said I have like an hour and a half left maybe something like that um so I will give my final verdict on it next bookend but so far I'm I'm pretty passionate about it it's pretty neat yeah what about you well, I have I read uh, The Sun and the Star by Rick Riordan and Mark Oshiro this week or this month. Oh, yeah, um, I was liked it? it. So I, I like it. I'm nowhere near as caught up on the whole Percy Jackson universe as I should be. It's always mm. a fun, well-written read. Um, my only gripe, and this is because it's geared towards younger audiences, so it's totally mm-hmm. appropriate for the book. But mm-hmm. sometimes they take characters and just make them a little bit too goofy for this mythological character. And I'm just like... I would want, even as a kid, I would have wanted like, what's the actual thing here? Mm -hmm. So um, that's, that's my Scorpio moon talking though. So I think, you know, if you are someone who really likes lighthearted things with good, um, good messages in them, and and really this one goes into letting people have a a darkness to them Mm -hmm. and like not trying to force them to be something they're not in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was really well done. Um, then I'm also finishing up the wicked bargain. I don't even know how I came across this thing. Um, actually, I think I do. I was following a, a non-binary book recommendation account on Instagram and I wanted to see how someone did a main character who is non-binary. A lot of the times Mm -hmm. you have a side character or something like that. And it's just like, if you're going to have to say they all the time (laughs) throughout the whole book, because Mm -hmm. that's the main character, how are you handling that? How's it going? Um, and it's done really well. It's so great. Uh, the The book is great. The characters are great. It hasn't lagged once. The story is is really good and interesting. Um, it's also uh, it's it's a uh, they're pirates and they're fighting Spain to keep their own heritage safe. So there's a lot of like oh. blend of English and Spanish, which is something that I'm studying as well. So mm-hmm. I like when the audiobook starts saying something in Spanish and I don't have the book in front of me and I have to be like, do I, can I translate that? Can I understand it? And then I go back and if I need to, I'll, I'll like learn, which is something I really like about it too. Um, but I think it's probably going to end up being a four or five star. It might even end up on my shelf. Um, I still nice. have like 40% of the book to go, but it is trending really well so far. And I really appreciate it. It's handling things really well. It's not overemphasizing the whole non-binary thing. It doesn't teach you mm-hmm. what non-binary is. It presumes like you're reading this because you're someone who can pick up on the cues and treat it like it's normal, which I do like. Um, it nice. explains it lightly, but it doesn't, there's no like lectures on it, you know, in, mm. um, in the sun and the star, there's like, you know, how, how they're really trying right now to put these things into novels and books. And I appreciate it so much, mm-hmm. but I find myself looking forward to when it's normal enough that we can just read a book. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be how nice. I feel too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, instead of half a chapter having to be, de- be dedicated to what it means to be this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be nice. Uh, but this one is a really great step in that direction. I really appreciated it. And then in nonfiction, I'm diving into books two and four of Valen's anthology for astrology stuff, 
mostly working on his work with perfections, annual perfections, and other chronocrator, which is the old way of saying time lord techniques. I'm also on a creator. Yeah. So cool. Um, and also I'm reading Demetra George's asteroid goddesses because I will be attending her workshop in the winter. And I want to be like the really nerdy, well-read student who's like just there to absorb. So amazing. I'm sure you will. (laughs) I will be. (laughs) It's my favorite thing. It's really shining light on some asteroid stuff for me though, too. You know, as a primarily traditional astrologer we didn't know the asteroids were there for the longest time because you can't see them with the naked eye Mm -hmm. so we needed telescopes to be able to discover them now there's like thousands of them there's at least two thousand that are named some of them are like i've i've heard amazing stories of how they work my own name is conjunct my my chart ruler so the asteroid with my name is partile conjunct my chart ruler in my chart. My spouse's name is conjunct my son in the seventh house and several things about my heritage show up in asteroids. Oh, that's cool. I want to know it's, that. That's yeah. neat. I mean, I don't know how it would benefit me other than just be like, oh, it's, it's sparkly, but still. <laughs> so it works a lot. I've come to understand it works a lot the way lots do in ancient astrology. So they hmm. have a lot where you like combine Saturn and the sun for a lot of the father. And then you get right. more nuance and detail into this person relationship with father and so it again it creates it's like just making the lore deeper about that person um yeah so i'm not sure when if or you know if slash when i will incorporate it more in depth into my consultations Mm -hmm. but it's something i'm exploring right now to make sure i understand it well enough to be able to describe it and make good use of it and uh, i'm enjoying that process that's awesome i love that that's really cool yeah, that's really, really cool. Well, and Demetra is the one who did the original work. So yeah. this is the traditional source. It's her. And I get to study with her again. And I'm mm-hmm. so excited. The other thing I, I have realized this month. So for a couple months, this has been a really good reading year for me so far. Like most right? of the books I've read have been really, really good. And mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. 2023 in books. We're cruising. Like I, yeah. I have had way more four <laughs> five star reads than I've had DNFs. And that was not yeah. the case last year. Last year I DNF'd <laughs> so many things. It was bad. Um, but I also I realized that a lot of the stuff I had been reading were was already stuff that was like on my TBR or I had already owned or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, or you know, in a couple of cases came in like a book box, right? Which again, I already owned it, but like yeah, I've it's been a year of Brandon Sanderson for me. So like, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I just got his next one. It's so pretty. I don't have it up here or I'd show you. Oh my God, it's beautiful. And the person he got to illustrate it, because he most of his books are illustrated by the same person, not this one, because it has a culture that is very um akin to, I don't know if it's Chinese culture or J- Japanese culture, but like one of the people in the books has that culture. So that's the art style that he he hired an actual artist that like does the correct art style. Amazing. So I was really stoked on that. Well done. It's really cool. Anyway, um, but this month specifically, I added like 10 new things to my TBR out of nowhere. And they're all things I'm really excited about, Mm -hmm. which is really fun. Like, even though I've had a lot, like, it's been a great year. I haven't been like, oh, I'm so excited to read this book next. It's been like, which book should I read next? And this one stands out. So I'm like, I guess I'm reading that one. And it's just been really good because of that. Mm -hmm. But this this year or this month, all of a sudden I was like, oh man, I'm so excited. There's like six books that I'm like, I must read these now. What am I going to read next? Oh my goodness. And that's Mm -hmm. cool. Have you had that happen? I don't know if it's just me, but. I mean, I've been looking for them. I'm such a skeptical person. I have to be like really drawn in before I commit myself to a book. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to be like, oh, I'll just read that. Cause I'm not, I'm not necessarily a fast reader. 
So mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm going to actually enjoy the process of reading the book. And I don't like DNFing because it feels like all that time is gone. Now I want to get back to this. So I don't yeah. know if it's one of my neurodivergence traits or not. It probably is, <laughs> but um, I've, I've been really impressed with how, how much there is right now and how easy it is to find good stuff. Yeah. There's like, I'm just looking at it. It's like six or seven that I'm like, this is the next one I'm reading. I'm like, Oh no, there's too that many. Being said, I just can't wait for the next Emily Wilde. I will always be looking for that so one. Excited. She did an art giveaway and I entered. And I was so excited. I know well, you, you I tagged, I tagged me. You. I was I, like, I, I tagged you, right? Too. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I actually tagged our um, ninth house press new author who Yay. you will all get to know over the course of their publishing journey. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, yeah. Cool. So one final thing before we end out, we did have a question in the Patreon and basically um, the question centers around there's someone on TikTok who's talking about how they reach out and connect with demons and they're asking like, what is our opinion mm-hmm. on demons? Um, just as like a gist is like the demon race. I'm just going to talk about that like as a whole, just for a mm-hmm. second. Um, <laughs> demons are not inherently evil beings. They were just the creepiest ones, which were the easiest to demonize, <laughs> um, <laughs> to demonize by different religions etc because they look the spookiest they're spooky and also like a lot of they are not we're talking like we're talking like morally neutral or maybe maybe chaotic good but they are more likely to be in a more chaotic heavier denser sort of space mm-hmm. that being said the same way that like the fairy world intersects with us or the dragon world or the half humans whatever it's that's the demon world too like they have overlapping circles in our venn diagram mm-hmm. um so there is intertwined energies there so that just like as a gist to like understand the demon race a little bit more the demon there's many 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 different types their world is more diverse than ours as far as that goes just like the fairy world is more diverse than ours etc um but but yeah so just like that just like as a preface i wanted to throw that out there Mm -hmm. how do you how do you feel about demons krista yeah so i've (laughs) i've actually worked with or you know navigated demon situations before um in mm-hmm. braharai uh especially the pennsylvania dutch version of it that we practice there are people who specialize in helping people through denser energies and they're called hexmeisters um and basically it's when someone tries to curse you you say uh-uh send that back um it can show mm-hmm. up in different ways but when I've dealt with demons before, it used to terrify me. I had them in my house all the time as a kid. But one thing I realized over time was if I didn't give them attention, they'd mm-hmm. chill out and then we could actually have a conversation. And so eventually it became like, oh my God, I'm afraid of you go away to what are you here to teach me? What did I miss? You know, like give me the information mm-hmm. that that you're conveying and then I will act accordingly. I get it. One of the things that when we were talking about this before we jumped on the call I kind of consider, I'm going to do this astrologically, of course, but angels are sort of of the energy of trines. I mean, this is very simplistic, but if you consider the way we think about angels as the energy Mm -hmm. of a trine, it's very easy. It feels like a blessing. It brings good messages or something of that nature, right? Um, Trines are not always that way either, but you get the idea. Now, demons are more the nature of... um, of a square or of the nature of Mars. Tridents are of the nature of Jupiter. So thinking about it that way, the square or Mars or demons are of the nature of action, conflict. So it's the, hey, 
sorry, you're great and all, but we do need to change something. Something, I do have notes that you need to apply. I do have something that you need to do. Um, you know, this is where the effort actually comes in kind of situation. So it's, it's a situation where I think that they are energies and beings of nature and that mm-hmm. their, their role in that is often the one that we don't like to hear. And I think the less we listen, the stronger the voice gets or the stronger mm-hmm. the influence gets, the more yeah. we resist, I think the stronger it gets and the worse like it can feel. Um, and, and, you know, there, there are situations where you deal with jerks just like in yeah. real life, like you've always pointed out, Em. Um, and, yeah. you know, sometimes you get <clears throat> angels who aren't that, that friendly to deal with. They can, mm-hmm. they can have quite the, uh, the bluster of their own. Um, yeah. But, you know, they are each to their, to their nature. They are each to their personalities. Mm-hmm. And I, my, my suggestion is I wouldn't try working with them on purpose because I don't know, it feels a little Ouija boardy to me. You don't know what you're going to get necessarily. So you got to be very, very that. careful. Um, you know, if you were a demonologist, I would say you could experiment a little bit more because you have the research of the study. I'm also the one who does the ancient astrology, right? So yeah. take that for what it's worth. Just know yeah. what you're getting into with anything that you're getting into. Just- I would say demonology is really empowering. And I do think mm-hmm. if you wanted to dive in, if you're feeling a pull towards demons, start actually mm-hmm. reading about them before you yep. start trying to work with them. Yep. Um, because they are, you You remember Moldavite? If you want to <laughs> eat a piece of Moldavite, start working with demons. That's what I think it is like. Like they'll transform your life in a hurry mm-hmm. in not inherently bad ways, but not always most comfortable or direct ways either. It will be like, oh, you want to hear some hard truths about yourself? Kick to the face. There you go. Yeah. Um, and as you just quickly mentioned, um, every we as humans like to oversimplify simplify other races of beings into archetypes because it makes mm-hmm. us feel more comfortable they are more diverse than we are. So if you think of the amount of people on earth that are good people or kind of good people, or maybe a good person, and then maybe a not so great person and like all of those different things that make up all of us. And then there's some people that are genuinely evil and fucking awful. It's the same in any Mm -hmm. race, whether you're talking about the fairies or extra dimensional beings or angels or demons or dragons or whatever you're the, you, same (laughs) it's the same we just like to put them into archetypes because we feel better about that Mm -hmm. so just kind of keep that in mind that being said most of the energy from that side is even the nice benevolent ones aren't going to make your life super cushy Mm -hmm. yeah they are they're i mean honestly truly they are given uh, a lot of reputation like scorpio even in ancient texts Mm -hmm. it's like these are the ones that hang around the death energy right transformation Mm -hmm. energy death and Mm -hmm. rebirth if that's what you're looking for, then you might find that it finds you naturally. So I don't yeah. think, again, work on your life, work on your goals. You will get the messengers, the help, the energies and things that are meant to find you. If you are meant to be a demonologist, you will have those hints plenty plentiful around mm-hmm. you. You will have the resources to become you know, understanding and educated in that around you. And I think- mm-hmm. Um, just don't, don't play with, with messy stuff. Don't play with fire. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't play with things that you don't yet understand. Focus on understanding first and then make a wise and educated decision. This is why we always stress spiritual hygiene guys. I know. I know. And this is also why we're not going to tell you, because again, you can see we have two sort of different opinions on this, um, that they complement each other pretty well. And I love hearing Mm -hmm. your side all the time. Thank Um, you. Same. But we are here to add to your research, not to tell Mm -hmm. you what to do or what to think. 
or what no. to believe. I hate that idea. So mm-hmm. research let us, you know, kind of guide you if you feel inspired in a different direction. Now we're so glad that you felt comfortable enough to ask us this. Um, and we appreciate that you consider us resources worth consulting. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that. Um, like we said, there's going to be a repeat episode mm-hmm. next week, but it's important to listen to. We really highly encourage you to actually listen to it, mm-hmm. not for like our metrics or anything, but just because it's like a really good one for this time period to make sense of things. Um, So that will be really good. And then we will be back after Ireland to tell you all about it and how it went and um, who we channeled and what we did and all of that sort of magical, wonderful stuff. So that is there. Um, And again, if you want to check out the Italy trip, the links in either of our bios on anything and you can get there or even search Trova trip, Italy, Emily and Crystal in and it'll pop up. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And we hope that you take all of this energy and you go make some, go magic. Make some magic. Mm. I have no idea. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs>